We're now officially seven days until the 2022 NHL entry draft in Montreal. We have a mock draft. You guys heard the episode of the mock draft last week, but now it's time to break it down and compare it to other mock drafts and see how close we are and see what to get excited for. All that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your shows. Apple, Google, Spotify, and the Odyssey app, also on YouTube. Um, we got a great show for you guys on today. We are talking about the mock draft, things uh, that... Things are going quickly, though. We got seven days until the until the NHL draft, so we're going to do the mock draft, um, and we have the rankings, which I'm going to show in a little bit. Um, that was put together by the Locked On NHL channel. So every host who picked in the top sixteen put a pick out there um, of who they believe their team is going to pick. Obviously, pick number three was picked by myself. For uh, um, uh, for the Arizona Coyotes, you'll see who that's going to be in just in just a little bit. But uh, I can't believe seven days, Carl. Seven days. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Uh, the draft is coming up, uh, which is going to be a lot of work for the two of us, uh, especially with how many picks the Coyotes have, uh, and especially with how many picks the Coyotes have in a short amount of time. Uh, I also recently just participated in a mock draft on the SB Nation sites. Uh, I am the managing editor of Five for Howling, if you weren't aware. So uh, we also had a draft. It's it's crazy to see like how different some of the drafts are, and it reinforces what like a lot of the prospect people we talked to said. Like the like top five are probably set. Anything beyond that for like the next thirty picks could go like any which way which is absolutely insane absolutely insane and what's interesting is um is how things have changed in just the last month right obviously we're going to show it in just a little bit but um even in the top four right there has still there has still been some shift around to the point where there's like no true consensus of where certain players are within the top four yeah we are especially seeing a lot of like interesting results with the top two, which is just kind of really fun to watch. And then like, I don't know if it feels like the coyotes could theoretically still get Shane right at number three in a way that I don't think we thought really possible. That seems like very unlikely, like 1% chance maybe, but like, more than I would have said, like going into like the draft, like up until the past couple of weeks. Absolutely. Let's take, let's now actually take a look at the, uh, at our mock draft that we have from 
the Lockdown NHL group. Um, and it shows that for for us, that in Lockdown, Shane Wright is still number one. Uh, Uri Slavkowski goes number two. And the Arizona Coyotes will be, will be picking Logan Cooley. Um, very interesting. And again, and the rest of it is very interesting. There were some surprising things on this one, Carl, that um, definitely caught us off guard, got, got both of us off guard. But, you know, again, like we said, it kind of reinforced the idea of that, you know, it's a, you know, right after, like right after four, there's really, like, it could go anywhere. Well, I mean, if you want to start with even the top three, um, we uh, we looked at Bob McKenzie and Corey Promen's draft rating. Both of them had Slavkovsky going first overall. Uh, and then in my mock draft uh, for the SB Nation sites, I couldn't even get Cooley, but I got Slavkovsky. Uh, so I do think that is like a really good illustration of what you mentioned before, like the fact that there's been some shakeup in the top players. I am going to throw in a wrench to you also because something that like we, we like we have um, in front of us, you know, the comparison from our locked on mock draft with uh, with Bob McKenzie and Corey Promen. Uh, so with the um, uh, you know, two prominent reporters, I've got one more reporter who's got another one and that has a different top, a slightly different um, way the top three is going to go. Okay. Um, and this is from Daily Faceoffs Chris Peters. Hmm. Another good source. Another really good source where he has one Logan Cooley, two Shane Wright, and three Yuri Slavkowski. That is uh, uh I I am really loving the the kind of th- top three and the way it's working out. Um because the Coyotes are drafting third overall, it makes it seem like much better. Like seeing these like players who like in any other draft, like, I don't know. Do you remember such a like strong top three? No, I don't like, I can't say I, I can really remember going for me, but it's crazy. I mean, I guess if you have Marner as the third overall, uh, that would be yeah, maybe, a... yeah. Um, that was that was a pretty big draft, but um, but I mean, he wasn't the like he wasn't kind of like the universal top three. Like the Coyotes didn't made a mistake in not doing that draft. It wasn't like an off the board mistake, yeah. though. The most amazing thing to me is just just in general of the fact that that Shane Wright is no longer the consensus number one at the, at the lottery. He still was the consensus. Yeah. Number one. Then something happened in just the last month or so. And he's no longer going to consensus. Well, uh, that is kind of one of those things. Uh, I did study psychology in college. Um, I do often wonder if sometimes when we get down to the draft, we start overthinking things uh, like a lot of people are looking at a lot of data and just over and over again. And that can cause you to second guess yourself. Uh, it'll be interesting to see like what the actual GMs end up doing. I think the interesting thing, uh, like the most interesting thing is Bob McKenzie's though. Cause he's, I think predicted the number one draft, um, draft pick more often than not. Um, yeah. 
and he has Slavkovsky go one. Um, which is interesting, which is again, I mean, but it, what's amazing is how we look at, you know, four different sources, um, and all pretty different in some, in, in their own ways. Right. Um, with, with that top four. Well, I was just remembering, I think we were doing, you know, an episode about Slavkovsky. Like, I don't remember thinking the coyotes would get him. Like, uh, we knew he would be gone by three, like yeah. in, 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 in the way that we've thought that like, in, in the, I think you and I have agreed on that. And based off of when we had, um, uh, who was it? Tony Ferrari, when we had Tony Ferrari on, um, you kind of get the, get, based on the understanding of how Slavkowski is, there's a very little chance he would have dropped the three. Um, yeah. which is interesting because you think of how it is now. It's like, oh yeah, that makes more sense. Cause he with with all all but one of the four that I met that we mentioned, Slavkowski is top two. Yeah. Um that is definitely the case. And you know, it does he go number one overall? Is that kind of you know, if you're Montreal, what what is that decision you make? I mean I think the interesting thing is because there was so, like, you know, during most of the season, because there was so much hype behind Shane Wright, I feel like if they don't pick Shane Wright, I think Montreal might riot. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know how big he is in Montreal um right now but you are right there was a lot of build-up there was a lot of hype and part of what you do for drafting is you uh you reward hype um although we often see teams end up kicking themselves for kind of like going in for something like that and being like pot committed to something that could very well change although i'm sure for these teams who have been watching these players for years and years like there's they gotta trust their scouting department and be like, no, this is who it should be. I'm just confused by New Jersey. Like they seem like they could throw a wrench into anything. Yeah, they 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 could do whatever they want. It's interesting, and this is the here's a thought process that I have to think about. Right now that we know that the top three is very contested, um, New Jersey. The reason why the based off the mock draft, you know, where there's discussion with our lockdown group, lockdown crew, the reason why, and I know we have a break coming up in just a sec, but the reason why, um, the locked on devils, um, guy did not pick Logan Cooley is because they didn't, they said they didn't need a center. So that's why they picked Slavkowski. Sure. So what happens if, if, if Slavkowski goes one and you have two centers at the next two best available? What do they do? Um, that's a big question. That's something that makes that, that that's what made me thought, and then that's when I said, like, wait, so is there a possibility Shane Wright could be available at three? What is happening? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Like, th- theoretically, and, and I know we gotta get to the break. Like, New Jersey could be at two and be like, you know what? We need a defenseman. We're gonna just draft position, and then like. The Coyotes could choose between Wright and Cooley, which 
who would have thought that would happen? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We still got to get to more get to. We're breaking down the uh, the locked on NHL mock draft as well as comparing it to other mock drafts out there in the wild. Before we get into any more conversation about it, though, we do have to get a quick word from Carl. I have a message from our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the way sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. We're heading into the NHL draft. I'm sure there's going to be a lot on BetOnline for that. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what kind of options they have, like maybe trading picks. That could be a fun thing to wager on. And you can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right. So final thought I want to give, Carl, before we move on to kind of like other things with this, uh, with the mock drafts um, and based on the conversation that we were just having, if Shane Wright follows to number three and the Coyotes draft Shane Wright and just like if it happens in the, the crazy world that it happens I feel like I gotta I don't know I gotta do, like we gotta do something on the air something crazy like shotgun a beer or something sure we could definitely shotgun a beer if the Coyotes manage to do that I'm sure we will be celebrating uh, on everything uh, I, I don't think it'll happen and if it does, it'll be one of those, like, there'll be a lot of think pieces on NHL websites to kind of see what happened because that is just not where we thought anything would be. Uh, and then, you know, Wright's not going to completely turn around the team, so they'll probably still be bad next year. Well, because, yeah, I mean, we're not going to rush him either. So it's like, yeah, you know what? We'll wait, we'll wait till you're perfect, and then, then you can come over and then – and that's yeah. how it's going to work for anybody that they pick. Absolutely. I, I don't think the Coyotes have picked anyone to play for them like next season, except maybe at the very end. Yeah, and that goes to kind of the, the conversation that we had with, with, uh, with, with Tony Ferrari. He was like, yeah, you know, the, a reason maybe you pick Slavkowski is that you can have him close to monitor, him, monitor for him, have him go straight to the Roadrunners if you want him to if you want him to, because there's no, there's no restriction on that. Um, yeah. With, uh, you know, right. will still be under, you know, the CHL uh, agreement where you can't, you can't, he can't go um, yet. And then uh, Cooley is committed to play at university of Minnesota in the NCAA. So um, you won't get as much with those. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm sure the Coyotes are fine either way. They they were happy to have Dylan Gunther not be close. Although, like, yeah, maybe having Slavkovsky, you know, in the AHL, maybe call him up for a couple of games. There's no harm in that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's take a look at some of the rest of the in the rest of the stuff on here for our mock draft. Um, mainly, I think one thing we should get to is. Um, Notable absences, right? Because there are two players that are not on this list that surprised me, Carl. 
in the top okay. 16. Those two players are Matthew Savoy and Connor Geeky. Yeah, I mean, definitely two players. We were talking about uh, Promin and McKenzie. Both had him in the top 10. Um, let me see if I can find him on... The SB Nation one, uh, Connor Geeky top ten and uh, Savoy top ten. So lockdown host really didn't take a, a shine to him. Uh, I, I do find that very interesting. Uh, it definitely goes to what everyone has been saying. Where like beyond five, it's a real crapshoot. Um, the player that really stood out, that kind of marketed that for me is you know. Frank Nazar went number six overall. He wasn't really like planned to be that high. Columbus saw something they like, though. Yeah, that's actually one one of the things that surprised me too. Like I was, I was, I was looking like Frank Nazar. Have not. I, I don't think I saw that name on very many of these, uh, very, very many of these other lists listed very high up. And I was like, so this is a surprise. Yeah, I mean. There, it's definitely one of those things where I think a lot of people who pay attention to like teams, they're going to be like, this is a specific area. And if I can expect all of these people to be generally about okay, um, or like about the same level, if they feel like a specific niche, or if they seem like they fit the coaching style, uh, honestly, like I was reading like a report on Frank Nazar, I'm like, I mean, he seems like a Connor Garland type player. Uh, Connor Garland's hot right now. Maybe try and draft the next Connor Garland. Although he wasn't really compared to Connor Garland in the comparison, but that was just like kind of what I saw as the player. Absolutely. Um, I think other than that, though, I think the top five was, you know, wasn't very um, surprising, right? We knew no. we know the top five was going to consist of those five players, right? Slavkowski, Cooley, Nemec, and Yerichek. Like, yeah. Um, and then with six, like my number six, like maybe even hitting the top five was Matthew Savoy, and that's in my in in, in my personal um, rankings. But um, of course, didn't reach it in this one. I'm looking in the other comparisons. You said the other two, the other two have him, like the other ones have him in top ten. Um. Chris Peters has uh, ha, um, has Savoy right at ten. So, um, yeah, you said it's very different, very different. Brad Lambert is on eight on this one, which is higher than some other ones. Yeah, um, ones I'm seeing aren't seeing him in the top ten. But you know, if if you feel like your team needs a center, um, and Brad Lambert speaks to you, he speaks to you. Um, it it does kind of you know, something that I brought up when we were talking uh, with Corey Ritchie is the idea of like, could the Coyotes theoretically trade one of their latter first round picks and something to move up in the draft? And I, I, I don't think they really thought so. But like looking at these mock drafts, like seeing where people are available, like at a certain point, are if you're the Coyotes and things go the way that they did for the lockdown and you can get the 17th overall pick and Matt Savoy. Do you make that call? 
I don't know. Or even Connor Geeky, right? If he, yeah. If he, if he gets down there, like I both of those are, would be, you know, a, a, a player you'd really want, but especially Madison Void, because we have you know when we had Russ Cohen on, he's just like, yeah, very very skilled player. Um, and and you know, in his eyes, he's like, yeah, if he's like, you know, like he'd be surprised if he gets past five. Um, which in this draft <laughs> he got past sixteen. So, like, what I- happened? Um. It, but, and yeah. I don't want people to think uh, the lockdown draft was like overly like off what others are. Uh, case in point, uh, going 14th overall, Denton Melichuk, uh, not sure if I pronounced that correctly, uh, went one higher than he did in the Corey Promen draft, but 10 um, or one or 10 lower uh, in the McKenzie draft. I think I'm reading that right. Why do I take notes when I can never read them <laughs> properly? <laughs> Absolutely. But like, um, but yeah, you know, there are a lot of things that are different. Although I do have a theory of, you know, how Savoy ended up falling in the, in the lockdown draft. And it's, and it's not based off, you know, these got these, the hosts who selected just didn't want Savoy. To be honest, I think it's, they didn't even pay attention to the fact that he was still available. Like, you know, people, you know, we're going through the, you know, our mock draft and we make our picks each, each individually, we tease the next person to put. I'm pretty sure once they got past like five or six, someone probably assumed, like there were, everyone probably assumed he was already gone without even looking at the list. And they all like, and coupled with that already had a, um, assumed that he was already gone at that point. And already had a preset person they had in mind for that num- for that draft number. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, I do like secretly suspect that's what happened to allow the Coyotes to draft Jacob Chikrin because he was supposed to be like top like defensive prospect or two, top five. He fell to what sixteenth. Um, and yeah, you know, GMs are human. They make stupid calls sometimes, and sometimes you know, hosts of podcasts also make those same calls where they're just like, "There, there's no way that person's available. I'm not even gonna check. I'm just gonna like go with what I have being realistic at this point." And you know, that's where I think a GM like Bill Armstrong could like swoop in because I imagine he's the type that pays attention to that kind of thing. Absolutely. That that and like I could see that happening too, right? And and that's the only case of I can see of, you know, a reason why the Coyotes can can, you know, trade up in a sense, right? And not too high. Like I don't think like uh, you know, trading back into the top ten is even worth it, right? No. Like, okay, no, you don't need to do that. But as you mentioned, if like Matthew Savoy or Connor Geeky or you know a lot of pl- like players end up actually falling into like the seventeen to twenty territory, maybe you do consider trading up. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there are any options that aren't going to be on the table for the Coyotes. If it can make the team better, then they are going to consider it. Absolutely, and then um like. 
and it, it's amazing to to follow all these, looking at the mock drafts and whatever. This is my favorite time of year, Carl. Like, I love looking at mock drafts. I love seeing how things go. Um, and coupled with that, I love seeing redrafts, right? Mm. Seeing like, like, like looking at it 10 years later, like, okay, this was a mock draft then. This is what ended up actually happening. Now let's see the redraft. What would have been different? Who would have gotten where? Like, that is always good. Uh, I, I like redrafts more than mock drafts just because I feel like redrafts take the team into account more than mock drafts do. Like mock drafts, especially the ones we're looking at, they're like, this is this person's here because they are the best player. Not necessarily they're filling the need for that specific team because the, the people who are best at prospects, they're focused on things that are other than the teams um, in a lot of cases. So I am right there with you on redrafts. Yeah, it will be like, I absolutely love them. Like anything regarding the draft. I love it. Right. Because even though like I'm not huge on prospects, like I'm like, I'm not following prospects hundred percent of the time and being like, okay, that's like, this person does this, this person does this, this, like, that's why we bring on experts who do that for us, right? And it kind of At- give us that understanding. Um, sure. It's as we get closer, the hype surrounding it, seeing where things are going to go, like especially if this one um, next year might be even more so with the, with, with the Connor Bedard year. There's so much going on there. Yeah, and I mean, just looking at it, theoretically, the Coyotes could get Shane Wright and Connor Bedard, like, in a drafting third and first overall situation. Uh, so that would be pretty nifty. I will say that. If that happens, like, if... <sighs> I could There's something that else we're going to do if the Coyotes get Fedard too. Like, yeah. I, I don't... Like, my mind will just... Might, it might just explode. Like... Yeah. We'll, we'll print t-shirts... Uh, we will invent a special Bernard drink, a cocktail of sorts. Uh, I'm not sure what it'll be yet, but it'll it'll be a thing. Um, and I think kind of the most important thing about these mock drafts are the Coyotes are going to get a really solid pick. Uh, just just I really hope Bill Armstrong doesn't like whiff on this one because this seems like it's it's setting up to be like a slam dunk draft. It will be, yeah. It would, it would, it definitely seems seems that way. Anything um, off of our mock draft in comparison to any of the others that are surprising to you that you think that you should that should that we should bring up for our listeners. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I am looking. Uh, I thought that. Isaac Howard and Rudger McGrody. They're two interesting players. They went 15th and 16th on our draft, but completely different opposite ends for uh, McKenzie and Promen. And I think that's a very interesting call. Uh, I will also say uh, the, the picks aren't out, so I can't mention them on the air just yet. But on Friday, I'm going to have my two picks for the Coyotes' last two picks. And I maybe reached uh, with a couple of them, too. So I think everyone, like especially like beyond the top three, 
Like there's some reaching uh, involved. And I think that when uh, we do our full draft, there'll be some picks where people are like, wow, they, they went off board with that one, but eh, there's just so many boards right now. Absolutely. It just goes to show, goes to show that this, this year's draft isn't as like crazy deep and exciting as we thought, but there's still like the excitement of the unknown because of it. It's deep in a very specific way. It's, it's deep. This is deep in the way where it like is like it's it's top heavy then the top top five and then after that you have we have no idea. Um, in the sense of next year's draft, it's top heavy. We're in the fence in the, in the sense we're like the top like five, six, seven picks. Maybe even like more than that. We're gonna be good players. I I do think there's like something that should be said, like in normal years, like when you're getting to like the high twenties and the thirties, it's basically a second round pick at that point. Um, this, this year it feels a little bit more like it's almost like the first like 10 picks of the second round is going to be a first round plus, uh, at least from some of the things I'm seeing, like, I can see that, so yeah. it's a, it's, it's, Deep in that way, and I think the fact that the Coyotes have the seven picks in the first forty-five that's going to really benefit them. Oh, but, absolutely benefit them. Yeah, it's not like they can get like a superstar at twenty-seventh or thirty-second overall, no, though. No, absolutely not. You might find a a, a top nine forward. Yeah. Or, or who knows, like, because players are definitely weird and we have seen 32nd overall picks just go on to absolutely annihilate the league. Absolutely. Um, but that was our uh, mock draft analysis episode. Um, lots of crazy things going on. Once again, seven days left until the NHL entry draft in Montreal. We're going to have a lot of coverage for the day of. Uh, we'll probably announce more details as we get closer, but it's going to be a big day. You're going to want to stay locked in to Locked On Coyotes and the entire Locked On Podcast Network. We'll have a lot of stuff coming your way. That's it for today's episode, though. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano, Robin with a Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock F-F-H. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Woo-hoo!